Hello and good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day you are listening to this. Welcome to episode 36 of the AG Podcast. I'm your host today, the Ash Cohen 09, and with me on the podcast today, as always, DX Geminator. Good evening, pal. Evening, mate. I uh, apologise in advance if I sneeze or cough throughout this. I don't think I've caught the coronavirus. Uh, oh, just a bit <laughs> I think got the lurgy. Yeah, but yeah, all good. I'm off to China to the new hospital, so it's all good. <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, and also joining us on the podcast today, again, another one that's becoming a bit of a regular, Riverman. Good evening, River. Evening, Ash. <clears throat> evening, Jam. Evening to everyone on AG. I've certainly got the face for a podcast. <laughs> it's good to have you on, as always. Right, just to give you the rundown for today's podcast, uh, we're going to mix it up a little bit. So we're going to start with League One, uh, followed by the Championship. Uh, we're then going to come away from FIFA altogether, and we're going to go over to Bertie for the Golf, who's going to give us an update. And then we're going to come back to the Prem. Um, wrap up the sort of uh, leagues on the uh, the first few match days. Uh, we're then going to go over to Joe, who's going to talk a little bit about the F1. We've had a couple of a uh, couple of races since the last time we uh, recorded. Um, we're then going to have uh, a little look uh, ahead of the next match day. Uh, obviously, it comes out um, on Friday. I believe the next match day is released. So uh, any game of the weeks. So what we think, you know, are standout games there. Um, so we're going to have a little look and see what's uh, what's to come. Um, we're then going to have a little quick chat about the Call of Duty 2v2 League, which is uh, obviously in the midst of uh, pre-season, if you want to call it that, so to speak, with team allocation and whatnot. Um, we're then going to wrap up with uh, a little bit on the Super Bowl competition um, and go from there. So, obviously, we will start with League One. Um, and I'll run down the league to start with. Uh, obviously, 14 members this season. Um, I think was I think that might have been a little bit more than last season. More members. Um, so Big B is currently top of the league uh, on 10 points. As, same with Red Rhino. Uh, they've both played for one, three, and drawn one. Uh, followed by Naked Harry Worm Bertie and Ryan Jones, uh, which are currently in the third to seventh places. And then we have got Hilly, Lost Boy, Tunners, Gazgrass, Diodex, Wizzy Fox, and uh, Andy Brill, uh, who hasn't had the best of starts um, into the league uh, in in 14th place. Um, I'm going to start with you, Phil. Uh, Bry, obviously, is top at the moment. He scored 16 goals. He's only conceded three. Um, it's been a good start to the season from him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we always say this, certainly you guys do on the other podcasts, that in League One, anyone who comes down from the Championship should be looking to go straight back up again because there are two sort of divisions within Division One and Bry's a decent player. We know that. Anything less than promotion for him will be a failure, I think. He will be right up there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've played Bry in the past. Um, some some cracking games. He's uh, always been end-to-end, so uh, I'm surprised to see him down in League One. Um, I, would you say would you say the same, Jam, I think, with a Bry? Yeah, I think <clears throat> Bry, for me, is going to be one of the three, obviously, you know, three that automatically get promotion this year, of course, because it's changed, um, which, of course, is a big thing for League One. Yeah. I think... Again, with League One, we say it a lot, you know, and like like River just referred to, obviously being two divisions, you could make a case for the top three already being the top three come the end of the season. Um, 
the only person who I think really would be challenging would be Bertie, arguably Ryan Jones. Um, you know, Hilly come down from the championship. He's had a bit of a rocky start so far. I mean, he got beat 6-2 by Lost Boy. You know, Lost Boy came, I think it was second or third bottom last season. Um, you know, and he's beat one of the guys who's come down from the championship, um, you know, quite considerably. You know, 6-2 is no mean feat. <clears throat> so it's a big well done for him on that. Uh, for me, like you said about Andy Brill as well, you know, played four, lost four, minus 14 goal difference, not the best start. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I think Bry, you know, it's there was doubts, wasn't there, you know, regarding how he was going to get on on this FIFA because of the, the lack of heading ability. Um, but he seems to be playing quite well. And, uh, and fingers crossed he bounces back up at the first attempt. I, I noticed there that you, um, you said Bry Jones and Bertie. Do you not? Uh, would you not class uh, not give Harry and uh, Harry and Worm a bit of uh, a bit um, of a looking? <clears throat> I mean, Worm started like a house on fire last season, um, and obviously fell away ultimately at the end. Um, and again, I'm just looking at Worm's. One of Worm's results was it was a five-four victory against Andy Brill. Yeah. You know, who's who's lost like I say four of his games already. So that arguably could have been a tight game. And if someone at the bottom of the league is scoring four goals against you, you know, there's something to be said there. Maybe that there's a, maybe a possibly underlying issue. So, and and again, like we just discussed, I don't think Harry will have the um, the quality to get out of, of League One this season or, or any season uh, going forward. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting <laughs> this season because obviously. You know, with the addition uh, of new members, it means that there's more more places that are going up. I think is it four that are going to go up from League One into the Championship. Um, I mean, yeah, Brian Rhino look like very good early contenders. Um, you know, I mean, if they can keep up their form. Um, I mean, I'm just having a look at who they've played and got the results I mean, that, against. Yeah, that so. means that Rhino's played with Fox and Diadex. You know, yeah, which, I mean, Bryce played. Bryce yeah. played naked and Andy Brill. So it's early on there because obviously, you know, in Bryce's perspective, Andy Brewer's obviously bottom of the league. Naked, I mean, Naked's is a good result because Naked's is third. Um, but yeah, I think for them, it's going to be doing it against the uh, the top uh, of uh, against each other. So when, you know, Bry plays Rhino and uh, Bry plays those sort of people in the sort of player spots at the moment, you know, your Harrys, your Worms, your Berties, your Ryan Jones, um, it'll be all about whether he can take... Um, you know, take the points there, and yeah, I know it's too early to uh, to say anything really, but uh, it's to score 16 goals in three, only can see three in four in four games is uh, it's pretty impressive, I think. So we'll see. By the time the next uh, podcast comes along, we'll we'll see if that uh, that record is still intact. Right. So we're going to move on from League One, and we're going to move on to the Championship. Um, and again, I'm going to run down the championship from top to bottom. So, currently uh, in top is Bonzi, uh, followed by Shelbourne and Suited Recluse in the uh, automatic spots at the moment. And then yourself, River, in fourth, uh, followed by Macamjet, Malian, and MJG in the playoffs. Wells is currently sitting in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the table, so he's not at the moment going up or down or in the uh, playoff spots. Uh, followed by Jeff Anthony and Plunkett, who are currently in the relegation playoff, and then Soggy, Wince, and Payne Wells, who are currently going down uh, to League One. So, obviously, River, I'm going to start with you. you. You've played two games already. I mean, unless you've played four and it's just not gone through yet. I just want uh, to say, hold on one second, because my, my league table looks completely different to that. 
does it? Yeah, mine looks completely different. River, have you got the league table up on yours? Oh, hang on. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Has, I think he's, put some he's just done it now. Right, uh, right, okay. Right, let edit, me... Edit it out. It's yeah. <laughs> Keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> yeah, let me re... Right, let's go back down that list again. So, <laughs> in currently in top spot is Bonzi. Uh, uh, Bonzi is top of the league. Uh, followed by Shelburne and River. River, you've uh, you've jumped up a spot there. Um, that's that's oh, why you that, picked that, it up. That's that why you picked it up. Um, Count again. Count again. <laughs> um, Ribman in third, followed by Recluse, Malian, Macamjet, and Soggy Cabbages in the playoff spots. Wince is now currently in the middle of the table, uh, followed by MJG and Welser in the playoffs, uh, with Jeff Anthony, Plunkett, and Payne Wales uh, in the uh, relegation spots. Um, River, you've uh, played four, you've won two, you've drawn one, you've lost one. A little bit of a mixed record. Um, how, how would you say your first few games have gone? Um, yeah, I'm happy enough with the start. Um... I've played Jeff and Soggy so far. Uh, took four points off Jeff and won one and lost one against Soggy. And thank God that's out of the way. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't think either of those will challenge for promotion this year. Uh, certainly not the automatic promotion. So my position of third is a bit, it's a bit unrealistic, really. I'm not going to stay that high. Uh, like Plunkett, who's second bottom, but hasn't actually played a game yet. So... <laughs> It, it's it's so early when people have got games in hand. Like yeah. Wells are down in tenth. Wells is far better than that. But he's only played two games, and have drawn drawn one, lost one. Give him his two games in hand. He's right up there. But I, personally, I say yeah, I'm happy with my start. If you can take three or four points from every match day, you're, you're not going to get relegated, which is always my first aim. <laughs> no, hold on a second, Robert. Are you telling me that two match games in it's too early to be looking at the league table? Yeah, of course it is. Well, okay, that makes perfect sense to be fair. <laughs> uh, I know why you're saying that as well, Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. We'll come to that later on. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not a bad start. Um, I was just looking here, Jam, uh, mm. at our friend Soggy Cabbages. Obviously, last season, I, I, a lot of humble pie seemed to, uh, you know, do well, went up, scored lots of goals. Um, he scored two goals in four games. Have we? Uh, do you think that we've seen maybe a return back to his uh, his ways, or do you just think he's been a little bit unlucky in the first couple of games? Do you know what? I think it was always going to be that situation. It was going to go one or two ways. It was going to be like Stoke with Rory Delap and Tony Pulis and they got into the Premier League and he would just absolutely murder people based on the way he plays because it's different for the Championship. Or it was going to go the way it has done, in which case he's going to sort of retreat back into the, his comfort zone um, and play maybe like he plays normally, which, as River said, obviously can be a bit tedious and difficult to break down. Um, you say that he's only scored two goals. He's only conceded three goals. That is true. That you is know, true. Um, <clears throat> he's played four games. You look at Malian. Malian scored ten, conceded twelve. You know, and it just shows you the difference, doesn't it? Um, Soggy has conceded three and scored two. So, um, you know, ultimately, Soggy has a better goal difference than Malian. Um, even though Malian's had, you know, games that have involved what twenty-two goals, where Soggy's games have only included five goals. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I two think... of those games were against me. If you're only going to score two goals in two <clears throat> matches against me, you're struggling, aren't you? 
think for me, I think it's just it's interesting, isn't it? When you look at um, when you look at the table, I think Soggy for me, I, I still think you know, I still think he will be mid table. I, th- I don't think he'll go down. The way he plays, I think he's so dogged, so difficult to beat. I think he'll be mid table. I me, agree. You know, Bonzi played him in a, a TFI the other night, just scraped past him on golden goal. Um, you know, and you know, and and going back to what two, three, four seasons ago, Bonzi was in the Premier League. You know, I think this could be his year to get back up. Um, I think he he's started off like a house on fire, and I think he will be really well. And another one as well who doesn't get talked about quite as much. Um, I know you mentioned Plunkett. Obviously, he's not played enough games, but suited recluse. You know, two games, two wins, eight goals scored, four against. Yeah. Um, you know, and he is incredibly difficult to beat. He can be so difficult to beat when it comes when I play him in King of the Hill or a TFI. It's always very difficult to get past him. So for me, I think that you've got to look at the likes of Bonzi. Again, Plunkett is the sort of mystery. You don't know what's going to happen there. You know, got relegated from the Premier League last season, yet to play a game. Yeah. Um, and someone like a Suited or a River or a Malian who could come from you know come from nowhere and, and get into that top three. You know, Welzer as well. Um, it's definitely it is an interesting one. Um, for me, we always say the championship is the most interesting league, and it is because there's so much jeopardy. You know, especially now, there's one position at the end of the season that sees you sort of stable. You know, yeah. if you finish eighth, you're everybody great. else. If you finish anywhere from seventh up, you've got something to fight for. Ninth down, you've got something to fight for. So it's so crucial that you you know you play every game, and you don't do any you know rotation or any of that bullshit. You know, you need to make sure that you you play in every game to win until the end of the season, really. I think the other one you've missed there, Jam, is going to be right up there. Obviously, the table's indicating already is Shelbourne. I played him in a couple of friendlies and I played him in the Eliminator. And he's a bit like Jovi last year. He's okay, very difficult. difficult. He's yeah, very well, difficult to break down yeah, um, goals, without being as boring as Soggy is. So he scored four goals. <laughs> I think it's difficult, isn't it? It's, you know, and again, it could be a podcast topic in itself. But I mean, me and me and Diadex were ch- chatting the other night when we played in the um, the, the uh, eliminator competition, and he said he was like, "Oh, I hate playing against you. I hate the way you defend." And I said, "I was like, well, what do you mean?" And he was like, "Well, it's all to do with the pressing, you know." And again, it's kind of like you've got the soggy style, maybe or the typical, you know, stereotypical soggy style where it's you know two banks of four, arguably two banks of five sometimes. Um, you know, sitting in, not doing anything, just waiting to break and counter-attack. Whereas myself, and I know Ash does this quite well as well, is, you know, if you lose the ball high up, you, you press, 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 and it's all about quick and getting it to your front men and, you know, not dilly-dallying on the ball. Yeah. It's not long ball, but it's quick. It's quick-paced. And I think there's a difference. And from what you're saying, it sounds like Shelbourne's that type of person. It's hard to break down, but that's because he's quick and he, you know, he, um, he does something with the ball rather than just sitting on it. Yeah, he's... Exactly. He's he's good defensively, hard to break down. When he gets the ball, he attacks you. I say, I think he'll probably score more goals than Jopey did last year. Probably concede a few more than Jopey did, but he won't be far behind. He will have a very good defensive record, and I think he will certainly be automatically promoted and may well win the title. Well, okay. I mean, again, again for me, my tip would be Bonzi. I mean, Nash, what do you think? Who do you think is going on? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Bonzi's had a very good start. Uh, you know, he scored 14. Uh, I think he's uh, had a couple of... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just checking now. He's he's scored at least three goals in all of his games so far, um, which is, uh, has been pretty impressive. Um, Shelbourne, I've, I've not played Shelbourne. Um, I think it's going to be difficult for me to really 
say you know uh, too much about him but he's another one he's only conceded one goal in four games which is uh, it's to me sounds good um you know that he's um that he can defend well um yeah, I mean, uh, I think obviously Bonzi and Shelbourne, they've sort of shown there's already a little bit. I mean, it's difficult at the moment because obviously Recluse has got a couple of games in hand, so Recluse could go back up there as well. Um, but there's already that sort of five point gap um, between sort of um, the top two and those below at the moment, which I know at the moment is nothing. Yeah, it's nothing, is it really? Um, you know, it's only what one set of match, uh, one set of match days. Um, but it's a good start for them both. Um, I mean, Bonzi, yeah, Bonzi's a good player. He sort of flitters around there. Um, and then we'll see what Shelbourne does um, come the next sort of, uh, the next couple of match days. Um, right, uh, moving on. And we're going to move away from FIFA at the moment. Uh, and we're going to go over to the Emerald Isle. Uh, Bertie has got a little bit of an update for us on the golf club. So, Take it away, Bertie. Welcome, podcast listeners, to the AG Tour section. This week, we can update you with what the situation is as we go into the final week of the regular season on tour. Last week, we had a phenomenal competition. It really has proven that the handicaps that we're using are spot on because the first eight players were only separated by just four shots. Burgerboy took the title in the end with 21 under par which was a great score. He won by two from Wiz Fox, Shelburne and Jeff Anthony who all finished on 19 under and it was great to see Jeff in particular come back after his disastrous 85 over par the previous week. Buncey was a footer shot behind and suited and the resurgent Andy Brill. Great to see him up on the leaderboard a further shot behind on 17 under. This means that the AG Tour goes into a very, very exciting finish as Berger leads by just two points from Suter Clues with one regular season event to go. Sherburne is a further seven points behind and he needs everything to go his way really this week for him to take the title. They are the only three realistic contenders. Meanwhile, in the battle for the final five, it couldn't really be closer. At the moment, Burger Boy has a clear lead and he looks to be true, as well as Shelburne and Bertie. But the next four positions are battling out for just two places. Welza and Suited are currently in the position, but a good performance by Wiz Fox or Paul Laws will see them jump into the top five. And that will be next week's event for the AG Society Championship. This week we play at a Spanish course called Frigolinia. It was a course which was designed as an entry in the TGC course designer contest and as a result it really is a stunning course, absolutely beautiful. The greens are going to be tricky lads so just take your time with them and best of luck and uh, I'll be back next week to give you an update on how we finished out the season. Thank you very much, Bertie. Um, right, moving back to FIFA, and we're going to obviously have a little look at the Premiership. Um, and 
again, I, I don't. Is this not quite up to date yet? Is it Jam? I think. Um, oh no, this is up to date. Uh, this is up to date. This is up to date, mate. Far away. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I'll run away from the top. Is it just because you're currently sitting at the top of the table? No, no, no. Hold on a second. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Tell it. Tell why. It's not up to date in the sense that Burger and Aaron. I think I haven't updated <laughs> yeah. that makes no difference to me being top. No. <laughs> right. Let's <laughs> run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope you've got some screenshots. Um, <laughs> so I'll run from the top. Uh, obviously, yourself, Cham, is currently in top Ooh. spot. Uh, taking four points, you've scored eighteen goals. Four, four wins, not four points. Four, yeah, four wins. Sorry, four wins, maximum points. Uh, eight scored eighteen goals and conceded five. Uh, you're currently followed by Buncey uh, in second, and then you've got Sufi, uh, Paul Lowe's, Colmore, Burger, Joe, Muba in the sort of uh, middle of the park spot, so to speak. Uh, followed by Aaron and Joby, who are in the playoff spots, and then myself, Storm, and Amen, who are currently in the relegation spots. Um, obviously, I'm going to start with you, Jam. You've scored 18 goals, um, so you've not got a shortage of goals that have uh, come across in your first few games. I you can't really moan too much, can you? I mean, mate, I can't moan at all, really. I mean... The, the, the five goals conceded, is, it rankled me a little bit in the sense that, it, you know, me and Joby had some tight games. I mean, it was 4-2 and 3-1, but it could have easily gone either way. And I know that's one of them cliches. Um, but, you know, Joby, despite being in the relegation playoff at the minute, you know, I think he's got you to play, I believe, Ash, actually. Yeah, yeah, tonight. Yeah, tonight. You know, again, he. Um, it wouldn't surprise me um, if you take points off each other. You know, he played really, really well. Um, and arguably did deserve more than he got. Uh, Raz, you know, arguably could be another story. I mean, we had an absolutely hilarious night when we were playing last night. Um, really good crack, obviously. Big advocate of the mics, obviously, which, you know, River is as well. Um, we had a good chat when we were on there. And, um, you know, about his centre-backs being, uh, you know, like barges with no water and with their anchors down. You know, he just he just couldn't, he, his centre-backs couldn't keep up my forward players. And that's why that scoreline was so big in both games. Um, which, you know, if anything, it just highlights an area for him to go and spend in a BFA or a transfer window. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, like I say, nothing to complain. Uh, you know, top scorer in the league at the minute. Um, I've got two top scorers in the top five. The big test for me comes this next game week when I play Southey, who's obviously in third. Um, you know, he's he was one of the tip people at the start of the season. So if I could do well against him, maybe I've turned a corner. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, it is those sort of people that are tips for the sort of uh, the challenge, so to speak, that you want to be beating. Um, so, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, at the minute, you know, at the end, I've only played Joby, who's come up from the championship, um, which really, if I want to do anything, I do, you know, Joby's a great player, but I do need to be beating the likes of Joby if he's coming up, you know, if he's just been promoted. Um, and Raz, who, you know, is, is a Premier League player by, by his entry and by his standing, but... You know, he is a new player, so he could be top-end championship, lower-end Premier League. We don't know. My yeah. like real test, like you say, will be Berger, Southey, Muba, people like that, yourself, etc. Yeah, I mean, obviously, just touching really quickly on Eamon Rads. Um, he's already on a minus 11 goal difference. Um, obviously, uh, that that's going to play a big part if that doesn't improve. Um, I mean, he can score. he can score goals. Yeah, he can score goals. You know, his, his players can score goals. It's his defence. He can clearly concede them as well. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. He needs better defenders. Um, 
obviously you're looking from the sort of outside river. Maybe one day you might grace us in the Prem. Um, what, you're buying him a ticket? Or what? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, that would be like Derby in the Premiership, wouldn't it? All five low points total. Hey, hey, Storm's in the Premiership. If yeah, Storm's you know, in the yeah, Premiership... Yeah, yeah, fair point. If Storm's in the Premiership... One day you will be in the Premiership. That's the spirit to look at. <laughs> sort of looking from the Premiership from the outside. Um, obviously, you sort of see your usuals that are up there. Burger Boy, uh, Jam will be up there. Um, is there anyone else there that you uh, that you expect to be up sort of challenging? Uh, well, Colmore, obviously, we've talked about plenty of times. Uh, won the Championship last year. I can see him doing very well. He's really tough really tough to play against obviously there's a different class of player in the premier division to in the championship but i can see him being up there um Southie, by all accounts is a pretty good player as well i've only played 15 minutes against him in a golden goal competition and he spent 14 of them in and around my penalty area i <laughs> won it um so, but if we'd have played the 90 minutes i think it would have been about 6-1 to him uh so i think he'll be up there uh, Buncey's the interesting one for me because he did well last year, better than uh, I think a lot of people had expected. But Buncey's a real Jekyll and Hyde because sometimes I play Buncey and he's been really, really, really good. Other times I play him and I don't think he's even got opposable thumbs. So uh, to use a favourite podcast word, it'd be consistency for Buncey. But I think he may <laughs> well be in and around the top parts of the table again. The thing with Buncey, I think, as well, is he does a lot better with these lesser players. Um, you know, he prefers his championship players and, and things like that, you know, as opposed to when we start to get the real slags in. I think he, he would openly admit he prefers playing with players that he likes to play with rather than the meta players, which is probably benefiting him at this stage as well. Whereas you see the likes of Storm, you know, it's the adverse, isn't it? You know, he doesn't like players at this level. He'd rather have Gareth Bale than Diego yeah, I wonder how much fuck plays into this. Because I think a lot of the time, people who like the higher-rated players are the people who play Ultimate Team. And they're used to playing however many games you play in the weekend league and whatever you do with these higher-rated players. And they're used to it. And then they come and play league games with these early 70s players. And they're not used to it. Buncey doesn't play Ultimate Team. So that might be a reason. I wonder if there is any correlation between people who play a lot of Ultimate Team and whether they prefer higher or lower rated players. Yeah, it's an argument you could have, I guess, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's an interesting point. And I mean, I, I know when I first started on uh, this FIFA, I played loads of Ultimate Team. And um, I, I think maybe there might be a correlation there. Um, I, I personally, I... I've been quite outspoken about the sort of uh, the lower rate of players and the sort of level that we started at. Um, I think I just in general don't really get too much enjoyment with playing with them. I think that's just more because because they're so lower, uh, they're low rated in their stats and, you know, the way I quite like to play and, um, you know, I, I sort of like the quick passing football. Um and I can't do that with uh, with with some of the players that you, we get this far down the uh, down, down the rate, ranking, so to speak. Um, so it's all about an adaptability there. But it, it's an interesting point um, about what you've just made there, River. 
in terms of uh, correlation between FUT and, uh, and the higher rated players. Be interested to know if there's some faults for the uh, for the for the forum in there as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just going back to the league quickly. Um, obviously, sort of Aaron. Aaron, I mean, I know it's two games. Um, Aaron's always in the past sort of floated around that uh, middle to top position. We'll see whether he can do it again this season. Joe, Joe and Muba, is this the season that they finally buckle? Um, Joe in particular, I don't know, especially with three going down. Uh, I think having Eamon Raz, yeah, I mean, Eamon needs to uh, sort of pick up a little bit of form and he's got he's got to find a, uh, a sort of <laughs> as the word we like to use on the podcast consistency he needs to get a good run going and not a run of uh, losing because he's just going to keep driving that uh, that goal difference down and that could prove to be uh, quite fatal at the end of the season um, so uh, we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens um It'd be interesting come the next podcast, as we've said with all the other divisions. Um, you know, sort of would be what a couple more match days in. Um, it'd be interesting to see sort of who's taking the most points and uh, who, who is properly faltering away. Um, right, we're going to move on from the prem, and we're going to move over to Monday nights. And of course, Mondays is for the F1. Uh, we have a number of people that do get involved with it and it's really, really good to see so many members get involved. We've had two races since the last podcast and again, a bit similar to Bertie, we've got Joe who's uh, who's going to come and uh, give us a little bit of a roundup. So over to you, Joe, to tell us all about the F1. Thanks, guys, and thanks for having me back for another F1 roundup on the podcast. Since we last spoke, we've had two different races. We've had uh, round 12, which was last Monday night, that was on Japan, and the past Monday night, we had round 13, which was in USA. We'll start in Division 1. Uh, the Japanese Grand Prix went very well. The winner was Bunsey, again, who was currently the championship leader. He started second from the grid, finished first. He also had the fastest lap, which was a 134.2. Coming in second place was Colmore, who had a fantastic drive. He started the race on 11th on the grid and got up to second. Suited Recluse was third. We had JXC in fourth and Bonzi in fifth. Moving on to week 13, also in Division 1. Again, like I said, we are in the United States and we had a first win of the season for podcast host Ash Cohen, who had a fantastic drive. He um, started sixth on the grid. He managed to get up to second place and he actually crossed the line in second. He only won on the virtue of having less time penalties than newcomer Mbuki, who finished in second place. Suedricluse was in third, Berger was in fourth, and Bunsey was in fifth. The fastest lap went to Soggy Cabbages, who, despite finishing in ninth place, managed to put in an absolutely flying time of 137.6. Well done to him. What that's done for the championship in Division 1, Bunsey still holds quite a commanding lead. He's on 125 points. Suit is on 109 points and Soggy's in third place on 92. We've then got Ash on 74, Mouse on 71 and Moober on 67. It's probably just about finished that one. Bunsey's got a 16-point gap. It's going to be very hard for anyone to close in on him. Now, dropping down to Division 2, again, we go back to Japan for Week 12. We had MJG, who also had a fantastic race. He started in 8th place, got up to cross the line first. It was a very rainy race in Division 2, I should point out, so it's a little bit 
hard. Um, again, the fastest lap was obviously going to be slower. That was done by Ninja Bean, who finished in second place, and he had a 147.2. We had Aaron crossing the line in third place. We had Rhino in fourth, Riverman in fifth, and Deer Storm in sixth. On to week 13, the United States again. We only had seven drivers for this one. Big B won the race. Again, he had the fastest lap. Fantastic drive. Started first on the grid. Finished first. You can't really argue with that. We had Packfish second. Aaron was third. Emotional Worm was fourth. And Riverman was fifth. Again, looking back to the championship table, this one seems like it's probably over as well. You've got Big B out in a very commanding lead. He's on 133 points. You've got Aaron, who's 21 points behind on 112. MJG on 102. Ninja B on 87. And Payne Wales on 69. Just so you know, guys, we've got three races left over the next couple of weeks. We've got Mexico, Brazil and Abu Dhabi, which will conclude the 16-week season. Again, as most people know, only your best 12 scores count. So it's all going to start getting very interesting as people perhaps start to score some points which don't actually go on the leaderboard. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll catch you again. Thank you very much, Joe. That's uh, that's really, really good to good to hear. And uh, obviously, a couple more races left of the season. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see sort of who takes those uh, that, that final uh, final spot in uh, winning. Um Right, the next thing we're now going to uh, look at, and we're sort of going to go back over to FIFA and look ahead in the Fantasy League rather than what's happened in the past few days. Um, we're going to have a little look at the upcoming uh, match day that is released on Friday. And we're going to have a little look at what we think is uh, some of the games of the week. So I've asked uh, I've asked Jam and uh, River to sort of have a little look at the uh, at the fixtures and sort of pick a few out from, uh, from the division. So... I'm going to start with you, Jam. Um, games of the weeks. Games of the weeks. Games of the week. <laughs> okay. One one from each league, do you want? Yes, one from each league. Okay. So, for me, uh, in the spirit of what um, what we were just talking about in regards to the bottom of the Premier League, it is yourself and Armin Raz. Um, you know, I think, again, could end up being a relegation six-pointer. Um, you know, you've got fast strikers. He's got slow defenders. However, you never know. He might pull something out of the bag before you get to play the game. Um, for me, I could probably see you getting six points, but I'm kind of hoping that, you know, because, again, he, he was such a nice guy when we played the other night. I hope he does well, uh, not just against you, but in general. So, for me, that's one to look out for, for sure. Um, from the championship, um, oh, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, Hold on, you're getting first pick at every division. I'm not sure this is fair. Oh, okay, right, go on. Go on then. So, River, you, you go for the Premier League next if you want. <laughs> I was just thinking you're going to pick the, the games I wanted to pick if you go first. <laughs> go on. Um, what, my Premier Division one? Um, yeah. You actually picked a different one to me in that, which was good, because I'm going for Buncey v Burger. Yeah, well, I was going to go for that one. Then. I, I went for Buncey and Burger as well. Yeah, because uh, reason being, obviously, Burger's the champion and is the person that needs to be beaten. And as I said earlier about Buncey, I think Buncey's <laughs> going to do pretty well. That would be a good test for Berger because I can see him dropping points to Buncey. How many it will be, I don't know. But I can certainly see Buncey getting something. And it wouldn't surprise me if there was three points all in that game and win each. So, for me, Buncey Berger could have a big impact on the top of the league come the end of the season. Buncey Berger sounds like something you buy at Burger King. <laughs> Buncey Burger. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want a bloody Buncey Burger. That sounds like <laughs> awful. Give me the horse meat. Give me the horse meat every day of the week. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Ash, have you got a pick? Uh, yeah, Bunsen and Berger. Uh, that was my pick of the for the Prem. Um, again, pretty similar to the sort of, um, you know, that's pretty similar to what Ber- Rivers said. Um, Berger's obviously going to be fighting back up there. Um, I, I think that's probably going to be a sort of mid to top table clash. So um, it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, he, he demolished Aaron, didn't he? Let's be honest. You know, yeah. Was, um, he, he batted Aaron. To yeah, yeah. Aaron's a good player. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, championship, River, we'll start with you this time. Um, <clears throat> championship, I'm going for Suited Recluse versus Plunkett. Um, you, we've all said about Recluse earlier. I think it was Jam, you specifically mentioned him earlier. And we know Recluse is a good player. He's going to be right up there come the end of the season. Uh, Plunkett is going to be a really good test for him, having come down from the Prem last year, as to how good he actually is. That is the one that if Recluse can take four or more points off that, I think you have to take him really, really seriously for automatic promotion. And it will also give an indication of whether Plunkett just had, was just a bit outclassed in the Premier Division, as can happen, or whether he's struggling with FIFA and he's going to struggle in the Championship as well. So that one for me. Fair enough. Uh, Jam? Uh, Jeff Anthony, Soggy Cabbages. Um, for me, I think... Um, Again, you said about it being a watershed moment for Suited and Plunkett. I think this is a watershed moment for Soggy. If he can, um, you know, Jeff's the epitome of the player that Soggy should be good against because Jeff gets quite frustrated. Um, you know, and we've seen Jeff sometimes revert to rage hacking, things like that. So if Soggy gets under his skin and Soggy begins to, you know, set back in and not let Jeff do his tricks and, and get past him, it could end up being a tough night for Jeff. So for me, that's my, uh, my pick of the week for the championship for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting. Um, I, I had uh, I had two different ones. I had Bonzi and Macham, um, and I think that was more because obviously Bonzi's had a really good start to the league, so it would be interesting to see how he would have carried on. Um, and obviously Macham is one of the, the newbies to the league. Um, and I also had yourself, River and MJG, and um, I think that was because obviously you're both sort of um, around the same sort of position. Um, and obviously it was uh, it it would be interesting to see who came out on top of that one. I mean, not yeah. not, to throw, not to throw shade or anything, but myself, I've played him once, and I've had two or three people play him recently and tell me that MJG is arguably worse at cutbacks than Berger. Like, every, he will look for a cutback. Don't let him play Storm. Very very quick. Don't let him play Storm. Yeah, that- That'd be interesting for me. So I've, I've not played him. Uh, I played clubs with him, but I've never played him one on one. And he's obviously come straight up from the uh, from League One. Has had a really good run in the King of the Hill. Uh, that could be a, a tough game, I think. Uh, just one quick point on your pick, Jam, of uh, Jeff versus Soggy, and your reasons behind it. That was my second pick for the same reason. I played Jeff Week One in the first game. Everything was bouncing my way, and I beat him five nil. And you made the point earlier about Mike's. And being advocates of Mike's, and Jeff said to me, he said, if we weren't having a laugh on Mike, I would have smashed something by now. And the fact we were on Mike's meant he didn't. We all know Soggy's not going to be on Mike. If everything bounces Soggy's ways against Jeff, he might have to quit the league because he won't have a telly left. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Obviously, you talk of League One, uh, and we'll move on to League One for the pick of the week, said Jam. Uh, oh no no it's your time to pick first mate pick of the week uh, for me I have gone Hilly and Bry oh Christ I should have gone first 
<laughs> was that your pick by any chance? I'll pick a different one while you're talking. Yeah, it was mine Just as well. edit it out. Just edit it out. People, this isn't live, right? Hilly and Bry. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I, I went for them. Obviously, you know, again, Bry's had a good start. Um, and, you know, obviously it had been uh, he's Hilly in the past. I've, I've played Hilly a few times in the past. He's, I mean, he scored 11 goals and conceded 12. And obviously, Bry hasn't really conceded many in terms of, uh, you know, goals in his first few games. So it would have been interesting to have seen sort of um, who was going to, uh, who was going to come out on top in those games and whether sort of Bry was going to keep that sort of defensive record intact or whether Hilly was going to cause some problems. I mean, I don't know what your sort of, uh, sort of reasonings were for behind that sort of pick. Well, um, mine was exactly the same. Mine, I think that, you know, you could be looking at arguably, we said, didn't we, you know, Hilly's come down from the championship as is Bry. It could be between them two for who gets one of the three going up spots. Yeah. Um, so for me, it'll be interesting as a barometer to see where they're both at because obviously Naked seems to be doing quite well and looks like he's going to bounce back, as does Bry. And again, for me, I think Bertie and Rhino are up there as well. So Hilly has some work to do for sure. And that's going to start with beating Bry if he can. Um, while we're on me, I think, again, for me, if I had to pick a different one, uh, I would probably say Worm and Tunners. Again, you're looking oh, at maybe the best. <laughs> you're arguably looking at best of the rest when it comes to playoff chasing pack. Um, and I think that, you know, again, whoever, if someone can do a six-pointer in that one, you could be looking at the person who's going to sneak into the playoffs for sure. Um, River, what was your reasoning for that one? Or was it the same? Um, yeah, pretty much exactly the same as you. Um, obviously, Hilly Big B, I think, is the standout fixture for all the reasons that have been said. Um, and Worm Tunners was my second one because one of them could get into the playoffs. If yeah. one of them is going to get into the playoffs, they need to be really looking to take six points off the other there and beating the bottom half of that division, if you like. So that was my second pick. As for a third pick, I don't think there is one. I, if I had to go with a different one, I'd go Rhino Lost Boy, uh, purely for the reason that Lost Boy's results so far seem to indicate he's going to do a bit better than he did last year. And that will be a good test against Rhino, who's always up there and surely at some point has to do a wince and get over being a bottle job and get himself promoted. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, some good picks there. Um, right, we're going to move on. Um, we're going to move away from FIFA now and we're going to talk a little bit quickly about uh, Call of Duty and the new 2v2 uh, league that is uh, in the midst of about to start so obviously you know teams have been drawn good to see so many members get involved um you know i mean we we know in the past call of duty has uh, been uh, been successful and been popular in terms of events and lots of people play it so to see so many people get involved with a, a sort of 2v2 league i think is really really good um i mean what have we got in there just having a little look quickly um I think we've got 13 or 14 teams. Uh, 13 teams of 26 players, yeah. 13 teams. I mean, that's that's really, really good. Um, obviously, I know, I know you're sort of uh, you're sort of going to be leading on it, Jam. Um, I, I don't know if there's, if there's anything too much you really want to sort of expand on before uh, before everything kicks off. Yeah, I mean, just a couple of things. Though. One, obviously, just so we didn't actually, me and Marcus haven't talked about it much. Um, a couple of people will be in the know as to how it's worked out. Um, the reason the teams are what they are, it was based on a lot of work from Bertie. So thank you very much to Bertie for it in the background in the uh, staff room. Um, 
regarding uh, kill death ratio because we asked obviously people to appraise themselves the difficult thing with that is you've got people like Jaxie and Berger who are like oh I'm a three I'm a four where really you know and Welser who obviously put himself as a four as well people like this should be putting himself arguably as a five because on the scale in comparison to everybody else they are that good um so it was always going to be difficult to get people to grade themselves um and obviously the level at the end of the day it, you obviously rank up the more you play so that was a difficult barometer as well so kill death ratio being obviously the optimum and sort of most fairest way of deciding we literally just ranked everybody one to 26 on kill death ratio and kind of went top and bottom second top and second bottom etc um barring a few um choice pairings for example uh there were it did end up working out about right anyway but uh mjg and joe was one that i sort of said right let's put these two together just for the just for the lols because i think that would be quite funny um and uh, arguably as well we looked at um harry and storm or burger and storm but we didn't do that in the end because we thought that might be a bit harsh um <laughs> but uh, you know we, i think it's, it's quite nice and it's nice for you know i mean obviously me and tunners we we speak every now and get along anyway but it's nice, for example, someone like, I don't know, Ginger Neo and Lost Boy, maybe never even spoken before. You know, now they're going to have to converse, obviously, on the mic and, and go from there. And River will be pleased, you know, even though I don't think he plays Call of Duty, mics are going to be compulsory. Hey, He's good got, rule. Um, I like it. So this is something, obviously, that is going to be only used for Call of Duty at the moment. Simply because, obviously, Call of Duty, obviously, it's something maybe some people aren't quite as familiar with to set up the private matches. So it's obviously very, very important that everybody has got good communication. Plus, obviously, you're trying to organise, um, you know, four people to be available. So it's important that when you get on, you're making sure that the teams are, are ready to go. Um, the one other thing that we sort of changed based on um, what we discussed when we first put the sign-up out there, based on feedback from the likes of Joe, Bertie and others, um, was the format. So me and Marcus, when we initially talked, we, we said about putting in... Um, slightly bigger maps um not huge maps you know and palace things like that obviously of course were taken out but slightly bigger maps like crash for example that which would allow people to play more um more objective based games like capture the flag domination headquarters search and destroy etc um this has been removed based on the fact that um you know it's the, the start of the league we didn't want to overcomplicate it too much but you know who's to say the next league won't be four versus four you know, or, um, or you know, free-for-all nights or something like We don't know. Um, you know, ultimately, it's going to be a trial, Ash, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. For me, I yeah. um, I don't know about you, Ash. Obviously, I'm, I'm involved in it as well as you. I'm quite excited to kick it off and see where we end up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and it, I mean, it, I'll go back to that point that it's so good to see so many members get involved. Um, I mean, this could well end up being the fourth fourth game that we have on the site that gets really really big numbers you know obviously we have the leagues uh we have the golf we have the f1 uh and we could have the call of duty as well so you know to have four games on the site that people can get involved with um it is massive so yeah i mean i'm really looking forward to this season i think it's going to be really interesting there's going to be trial and error as you've said um but I'm 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 ready to go. Uh, I've got my team ready, myself and Payne. We're uh, we've got our team going, and uh, we <laughs> we can't wait to start. Um, so yeah. one thing I would just say as well, because I don't know if some people have skipped over it and maybe not seen it. Um, obviously, there'll be four weeks to arrange the fixtures and make sure all your fixtures are played. So effectively, you know, 13 teams, you're gonna have 12 games to play in in a month. You know, so 
it's, it's slightly tight, you know, in regards to, to, to games, but they're literally 2v2 and it's best of three. So you could have it done in two games, depending on which team is better. Um, essentially, what we'll do is um, the payments, how it's going to work, rather than literally just, you know, giving people two million per fixture, because like you said, there's that many people signed up. It's going to be a bit of a nightmare alongside me trying to run the Premier League as well. And Marcus trying to run the site. Upon completion of the, you know, the 12 fixtures, when people complete the league, each team member will get 10 million. So obviously 20 million per team. Once they've completed the entire league in one bulk payment, um, failure to complete any fixture means that both team members lose 50%. So again, Ash, let's say if me and you were a team and you, um, you know, you were the cause, say that we couldn't both get on, we would both lose 50%. So there's incentive to G each other up to play essentially. Yeah. Um, and then kind of similar to obviously, which is got a nice segue, I guess, into, into River Super Bowl segment, kind of similar to the, to the NFL um, and how a couple of other leagues around the world do things. After the league table is finalised, the top four will then go into a knockout tournament to see who the overall winner is um, with extra Scudo on the line as well. So it, it is going to make for a really interesting feature on the site. And like you've said, it's going to be trial and error. So we're going to see obviously how things go. And if anybody has any feedback along the way, then don't, you know, don't hesitate to drop me or Mark as a PM. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and you've just hit the nut. You've just you've said there, Super Bowl, River. Yeah, uh, just quickly. Um, I'm sure everybody's seen. I have uh, tagged everyone in it, but I just wanted to mention as this podcast will be going out before it. There are two Super Bowl competitions on the site. One's free to enter, which is a guess the score of the Super Bowl competition, which is as simple as it sounds. Guess the final score. Very hard to do in American football, but you get it right. 10 million quid there you go bang uh second one is a paid entry you can have as many entries as you like and it costs three million an entry and you have to give a set of predictions based on a template that is in the thread now um all the information is in there if anybody wants any help with it though just send me a pm a couple of people have already done that the prize for this depends on how many entrants we get you don't even need to have to know a lot about the NFL because some of it is just pure guesswork. Um, and if there are bits that you're not sure on, there's already, I think, eight or nine entries. So you can maybe nick somebody's answers for certain questions if you're not sure or have a look on a bookmaker's things like who's going to score the first touchdown. Well, if you don't really follow the NFL and you don't really know who the players are, then have a look on a bookie site and they'll give you odds. So it gives you a rough idea, like a first goal scorer in football, who the most likely people to do it are. Now, if we get between 10 and 19 entries, which would be the minimum we get, the winner gets to choose a 74-rated player of their choice that isn't already in the leagues, which is a pretty good prize, really, I think, uh, with where we are at the moment. But if we get 20 or more entries, Marcus has agreed we can have a 75-rated player of our choice. Now, if you think of some of the 75 rated players that are banging around, not in the leagues, I think that's a pretty good prize. So I'd encourage people to get their entries in. Deadline is nine o'clock on Sunday, uh, Sunday, the first or second of February, whatever the date is on Sunday. Yeah, and any questions regarding it, just drop me a PM. Where can we find it? What thread is it in? Oh, sorry. It is in general discussion. Yeah. And the threads are called Super Bowl competition. One is the, guess the score competition and Super Bowl competition two is the uh, more detailed entry and I say the first post in that thread explains about exactly what is needed to be filled in on the template 
and the templates on the second thread, uh, second post. So just copy and paste that with your predictions, put that in the thread, and I'll tidy them all up and uh, take your three million entry fee. <laughs> yeah. So if you've uh, if you've not done that already, do get involved with it because you know there's a chance there to win win a bit of uh, win some scudo and get a nice player. Um, right. That concludes this week's podcast. So thank you very much to those. Well, thank you very much for those that are listening. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, whether you're now about to go off to work or you're about to relax for the evening and uh, enjoy that. Uh, River, thank you for coming on. Uh, if you'd like to yeah. say goodbye in your own special way. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me again. Uh, I seem to be the uh, new standing version of uh, Joby One. So... Always happy to appear when needed, and uh, hope to see your Super Bowl competition entries. And I'll catch you next time. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. And uh, Jam. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Like I say again, um, really looking forward to getting the COD league started. Obviously, well done for everyone who takes part in any TFI, any COD, any FIFA event, golf and F1. Obviously, of course, as well. And uh, again, any anything you need. Obviously, if you want to come on a podcast, that'd be more than welcome. Uh, you know, we're always looking for guests, so please, please, please PM me or uh, me or Ash. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one, hopefully. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I echo that. If you're uh, if you're sitting there listening to this and you've never been on the podcast before, please do give us a PM. We'd love to have you on. Uh, you know, whether you're a, you're a veteran member or whether you're a new member. Um, or you know you just fancy coming on please do pm us because we want to have you on it's so easy to get involved with even river can do it you know so please do pm us right thanks for listening all and catch you later <laughs>